And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello and welcome to Discover Your True Course, a part of our service to and support for organizations and individuals who are pursuing more that matters. Our clients discover ways to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret. Organizations we serve become places that people love to work, love to serve, and love to be customers. Thanks for joining me for this episode where we're going to explore how you can do better work in a virtual environment. There's never been a time that the virtual conference has been more prominent than during the COVID-19 experience. I want to represent myself well, and I know you do too. And I also want to be considerate of other people who may be in the virtual conference, and I bet you want that as well. My desire for you is that you would make the very best impression possible and make people on the call want to talk to you more. This makes sense because if you're in business and trying to network and sell products or services, or if you're being called on to motivate others, or if you're promoting a cause or a way forward, you need to have a clear path to you, not obstructed by any distractions or poor impressions. You don't want a poor virtual representation of yourself to stand in the way or cause anyone to question whether or not they should work with you. I've been in many, many virtual meetings over the years. And in fact, it's one of the ways I serve my coaching and consulting clients. Now with the COVID-19 experience, everyone's gotten in on it. Zoom is very available, pretty easy to use. And so people are using it. And I think that's a great thing, but I hope people will learn how to use it, especially as it relates to their business. When you're just visiting with family, it doesn't matter. But when you're working with virtual conferencing related to your business or related to your person and selling yourself or whether or not you deserve to have a job, that really needs to be a consideration. I was on a conference a few weeks ago with about 75 people, and all of them were looking for a job. As I looked across the room we were in, people had not combed their hair. They were wearing t-shirts. They did not represent themselves as if they were wanting to get a job and make a favorable impression. Don't do that. When you get on a virtual call, dress as if you were going to be meeting with someone personally who is going to buy your product or services or who, uh, who is going to be a prospect for doing something you want them to do. This could be volunteers, but it's important that you dress appropriately where you feel good and where you can project confidence. So I'm going to give you a few things here that I hope will help you. They actually grow out of my pet peeves so far, and I hope it'll help you. First of all, I've already mentioned this, but treat it as if you are meeting in person. That's the rule. So how would you dress? How would you speak? And how would you behave if you were meeting in person? That is so important. A lot of people feel like, well, just because my camera's going, nobody really sees what I'm doing. My second point is that you don't have to be a video producer, but you can keep your environment from being a distraction. I heard from someone the other day who regularly works with individuals on a call and they were commenting about his cat who regularly crawled up behind him. And actually, though interesting, that created a distraction from what was happening because they were watching the cat instead of paying attention to what was happening in the call. Also, clutter behind you can be a real distraction. People are wondering what in the world's going on and they can judge you on that basis as to whether or not they want to follow you or want to buy your products and services. 
your dogs, your kids, all of those kinds of things. It can be funny sometimes, but it's really not best if you're marketing or if you're networking. You want to make the kind of favorable impression that you would want to make if you were with people personally. Also, with your video, most people turn on that overhead light and they've got this glow around their head. It's an, it's an aura around their head, uh, a halo that is actually very distractive. It does not give a favorable appearance on the video. People often can't see your head because the video camera adjusts for the light and it reacts to the overhead light, which is usually very bright, and it will actually darken your face. You don't want that. You can find tips about lighting and about setting up your video on the internet. So just go out there and Google it and find out. Have plenty of light that, that flatters you and doesn't take away. Number three, keep your camera on and look at the speaker. Look toward the camera. You don't have to look right in the camera because you wouldn't stare in, in somebody's eyes. If you were with them personally, you're going to look in their eyes occasionally, make eye contact, and then look around. So keep your camera on and look at the speaker. When you turn your camera off, even though you're still in the meeting, you may as well have left the meeting altogether because a lot of your communication has been lost. In fact, about 97% of your communication is lost at that point because most of that communication is body language and nonverbals. So keep your camera on, stay engaged. In some meetings, I'll see somebody who is, uh, I'm looking at their side. I'm looking directly at their side and they're looking, I know that they're looking at a computer over there and they're doing work while we're trying to have a meeting. It's important to avoid distracting behavior when you're on camera. For example, in a meeting recently, there was someone there who was eating lunch, and I could see their tonsils. They were so close to the camera, cramming food down their mouth, chewing with their mouth open, very distractive, and also opening their mail while the conference was going on. Be sure that you don't have any kind of distracting behavior. Be with people as if you were with them in person. Be sure that you can be seen from about mid-chest up, at least, versus nose up. Some people will do that, and all you can see is their eyes. And don't get too far from the camera because that can be seen as disengagement. Next, be sure that you can hear and be heard. Just this week in a meeting, I had an individual who was trying to communicate a message about their business and their sound was so garbled that you could not understand what they said. They wasted their time and I was sad for them, but they didn't seem to care. Many times people won't tell you there's a problem. You can alleviate a lot of this if you'll just practice a little bit with the software and see what it looks like. Get somebody to work with you and practice with the software. That leads me to my next point, number five. Know your conferencing software. There's really nothing much worse than listening to the conference host verbalize every thought while they're trying to figure out how to manage the software, get their sound to work, get their camera to work, or share their screen. Take some time to practice this so you can give a favorable impression that is winsome, that makes people want to talk to you some more, and makes people respect the fact that you've at least prepared for the meeting. Number six, take some time to socialize as the context permits. That's important. If people don't know you well, a little bit of socialization is super good. Also, control the chat box. We interact in conversation in person, just toss the conversation back and forth, but we have the advantage of seeing the fuller spectrum of body language in in person. Online, we don't have that. And plus, we're paying attention to so many things. If you've got 20 people in a meeting, you can't pay attention to all their body language. So be careful about the chat. It can degenerate into people posting whatever comes to their mind or being clowns or having a dozen side conversations happening while the presenter's dealing with another topic altogether. That can be very distracting to other people and can take away from the meeting and also it reflects on you. So structure the chat experience by asking people to post around a question or a topic. 
So just because those people are not in the room with you, don't think they're not gathering an impression about who you are and what you're about and how you want to be with people. This is a brand new experience for most people and we really need some rules of engagement for virtual conferencing. So today we've talked about some tips for improving your virtual interaction and your virtual conferencing. It is a thing of the now and it will continue. There will only be more of it. So learn to do it. There's a free resource at discoveryourtruecourse.com slash web hyphen conference on professional participation in a virtual meeting. That is a free resource. It's about four or five pages of how to set up your virtual conference and how to make that work. It's, it's, a, it's a new thing to many people. And I, I think it's probably not fair to uh, judge people based on something they don't know. But if you know you don't know, you need to do something about it. Grab this resource. If you've got more questions about this, go ahead and feel free to contact me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com and ask your question. I'll be glad to address it in the email or on one of the podcasts and help you in that way. And finally, contact us today about how we may help you in your pursuit of more that matters. You can be more, see more, and achieve more and finish without regret. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.